welcome to another episode of NatChat. Today, I'm joined by Joe Bombardi, the SASE Systems Engineering Director for EMEA, and Adam Start, SASE Sales Specialist from UK Enterprise for Palo Alto Networks. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. So today, we, you know, we've invited you on to have a bit of a discussion all around SASE. So it's something, you know, myself sitting in a marketing world, I hear left, right and centre, um, but it'd be really great to just kind of break it apart a little bit from all the marketing like buzz and, and get your take on actually what it is, what Paolo's um, position in the market is and, and why is it taking everybody by storm? Um, Adam, I don't know if you have a little bit of an, an insight, obviously, from that the sales specialist role you're in. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting when, when we get these, these new buzzwords in, in the market and... Um, you know, SASE reminds me a bit of when, when cloud came out as a term and everybody was debating, well, what is this? And then before you knew it, everybody had jumped on the bandwagon and everything had cloud, you know, prefacing or suffixing whatever they were trying to sell. Um, and, and I think we're in a similar situation now to a degree where, where when we talk about SASE, there's certainly a level of, of, of confusion and, and maybe misinformation in the market and, and customers are saying, okay, what's your version of SASE and what's your version of SASE? And it really ought not be like that, but we're, we're pretty clear on, on what it means to us. And I think if we go back to the to the Gartner definition, you know, which I'll paraphrase, but essentially it's, it's that convergence of security and networking delivered from the cloud. And then they've made suggestions that you know, in an ideal world, try and work with a single vendor. If you need to work with two vendors, okay, but, you know, still working towards a single vendor for a whole bunch of reasons, which, which we'll probably cover. Um, you know, SASE is all about bringing together uh, a bunch of different security elements that we've traditionally done with disparate products from, from different vendors, and then some networking stuff that we've, we, we've done again with, with different vendors, and trying to bring that, bring that all together to ultimately help us with the, the new world that we're in today, where all of us are working in different locations on different days, on different devices, and our applications are, well, everywhere, okay? So when I take a look back at traditional networks and where the application was in the good old days, it was in a data center that we probably owned, or it was a co-location facility, and we were all working in office. And so we could have that approach where, where we'd have you know, security in the data center and we break out to the internet from the data center and, you know, all, all, all was good with the world. Well, was it? No, it was difficult when we when we wanted to expand through through organic growth or mergers and acquisitions. Um, it was difficult when, when users were complaining about performance and, and, and where, where's the problem? I mean, is it, is it, is it, is it in the network? Is it the security tools? Is it the, is it the ISP? You know, all of these different things were just, you know, creating problems for ourselves. And, and, and the, the idea of SASE is to basically remedy a lot of the issues that, that we, we, we've started to see as a result of these. Not, not just the last two years, that's just accelerated things. This was happening way before the pandemic started. And, you know, there, there's been early adopters of SD-WAN going back, you know, 10 years. It's just the technology available today is so much more sophisticated. So when we come to talk about what, what is SASE today from Palo Alto Networks, it is next generation SD-WAN. It is, you know, the market leading, um, you know, cloud delivered security platform based on 10 years of, 
of heritage we have with our next generation firewall platform and leveraging that expertise, it, it's visibility that, that we, we've got to, to understand that end user performance so we can, we can bring all of these things together and ultimately deal with the situation that we're faced with now, which is this you know, constant hybrid environment that, that we have today. Yeah, definitely. And I might add a couple of bits uh, as well to that. And I think what's important from a, a Palo Alto approach to this is we, we didn't sort of wake up one day and, you know, read a report from Gartner that said SaaS is a thing and, and create a product. You know, we've been creating this for long before SASE was was coined as a, as, a, as a technology. I think Gartner did a great job of describing what it is to get our customers thinking about, you know, transformation and what that should look like. But, you know, to Adam's point, we took something that was, you know, best of breed, you know, firewalling capability, expanded on it to deliver it as a service from the cloud, but built on, you know, internet and cloud specific technologies, you know, whether it be secure web gateways, whether it be CASB, whether it be sort of firewall as a service capability, whether it be DLP, you know, all of those things are an important part of, of what SASE is. And our approach here is to say, rather than putting a bunch of, you know, or a collection of separate products together to build out all of those components of what SASE is, we've got this essentially as a product, as an end-to-end -end flexible solution, flexible product, which customers can sort of consume in full or in a modular flexible way because, you know, they might want to do it in, in different bits and pieces. So that's really what it is. It's really that transformation, that shift of customers doing things that they used to do at the perimeter, doing it in, a, in an advanced delivered from cloud approach, but making sure that the edge is still a critical part of that solution. And Adam touched on SD-WAN and we don't, we don't see SD-WAN as just a simple secure connectivity mechanism. We see SD-WAN as an application performance delivery mechanism, which integrates very, very tightly with that best of breed security. But, but that's what it really looks like from a vision perspective from Palo Alto. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how you described that, like that SD-WAN part of the solution, because that is is completely correct. That is intrinsic and is key to having that performance there. Um, and also, you mentioned around obviously it being more of like a platform approach, and as another kind of thing we hear everywhere talking about platforms and like single vendors, and that that conversation has been going on for quite a long time now. What's better, a multi-vendor approach, a single vendor approach, and you know. Obviously, divides the room, probably does, um, course, and there's yeah. probably, a, probably a place for both. Um, but it's really interesting as well. So, you know, statistics are still showing that there's a, a cybersecurity skills gap, and we see quite a lot of businesses looking at where can they balance the technology and the platforms and actually having the skill sets in-house. You know, is that something you're seeing or coming across? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it's interesting because even when you, when you think about what does platform even mean, uh, that's got multiple layers as well because you've got what it means at the, at the product level or the feature and function level. It means, you know, what does that look like in anything that is delivered in a piece of tin, for example. Uh, but also really importantly, it means what does that look like from a management perspective? How do you operate uh, a platform if, if, you, if you look at it as a platform? And when we talk about SASE as a platform, that's not even the breadth of Palo Alto's portfolio, of course. You could say there's SASE, then you can add on Cortex on top of that. There's Prisma Public Cloud. There's, you know, all the other security, uh, you know, products that we have, which essentially form a different type of platform. But in the context of SASE, what we're really trying to do here is, again, not to say that we have a collection of features and products that 
can talk to each other happily because that's that's one thing. But what we're saying here is if you think about what happens at the application flow perspective, you know, a user is sitting somewhere. They might be at home. They might be in an office. They're sitting on a laptop, for example. They're trying to access one or multiple applications or a bunch of data, wherever that data may live. That traffic has to flow from point A being the user to point B being the application. And we've got a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, in the middle uh, to try and deal with all of that traffic. So the power of the platform here is that we can take that one single traffic flow, flow it through our SASE platform and in line, in real time, apply all of the advanced capabilities of SASE. You know, that might start with SD-WAN, making very intelligent decisions on application performance and application performance delivery. But then when it hits the security layer, we might need to apply capabilities around firewall as a service. We might have to do SaaS-based security. We might have to do, you know, DLP. We might have to do a bunch of other things. The fact that we can do it all at the same time in line in that same platform is absolutely critical. But more important, when you go back to the, the question about skills gap, if one person somewhere can go to one platform, create one piece of configuration to create policy on, let's call it an application, for example, the fact that that one person can do something and it can be applied across all of those layers I mentioned, by default, that person is doing what 10 people used to have to do as separate platforms. And that's where that skills, skills gap gets addressed because it's not just about removing the need for operators, it's about simplifying what it means to configure and apply policy in a consistent way across an entire platform for all users and all applications. Yes, and obviously that that whole automation approach, it, it's not just even from, from like a skills perspective, it's time and, and it just really removes the, the, the mundaneness of having to go in and, and do that repetitive configuration it work. Does. And, and you know, we're seeing it, that obviously automation is, is going through the roof in regards to what people are looking for from a features and functionality perspective from their technology now. Um, but it's, it's interesting, even just for this conversation, I've seen you know, how SASE in itself has evolved over the past couple of years. Yeah. That it isn't just, oh, we're going to connect, you know, the security phone is connected to the network phone and that's, and yeah. that's how it's going to be. Um, <laughs> it is doing a hell of a lot more. And Absolutely. It'd be interesting to get your thoughts of actually, you know, are there any predictions of what you think it will go next? Like, what, where, how is SASE going to evolve in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think, I think automation is going to play a much bigger part to your point, because again, the beauty of it is, you know, you, you sort of touched on, it's not just about joining bits, you know, connecting, for example, an SD-WAN layer with a cloud security layer is easy. We've been doing that for years. That's, we've been doing that since even before SD-WAN was born, um, you know, for example, but if you find the way where the intelligence that you learn from each layer of that SASE platform is shared with the other layers of that SASE platform, you now get into a scenario where it's not just about APIs to simplify the connectivity between all of these, these layers. It's about sharing intelligence and, and automating what you learn from that intelligence. You know, we, we talk about it a lot, even just at the SD-WAN layer, where, you know, if you're using a layer of AI ops, um, AI, ML, to use large details uh, and data sets in, in you know, analytics engines to make decisions that no human would be able to do at all, let alone in real time. That's where the value is. You know, it's, a, it's really about using resources in an intelligent way, right? You, you wanna tell the system what the business intent is and somebody needs to do that, right? You need, you need to tell the system what's important. 
But then you want the system to be able to use autonomous technologies. You want to be able to use self-healing. You want to be able to detect threats. You want to be able to do all of this before it's a problem. So you detect it, you deal with it, and you tell the operator about it afterwards because they might need to go away and do something, right? And that's where I think what, what SASE is, is really allowing us to do because what started off as just connecting these bits and then making it highly automated and orchestrated, and now we're in this layer of making use of the intelligence, that's really where the future is. And what we're sort of doing from a Palo Alto perspective, even when you think beyond just SASE and you think about some of the other, you know, uh, technologies we have, which also use, you know, AI and ML-based, um, uh, you know, intelligence to do something. We're looking at the platform even bigger to say, for our customers that have also deployed, for example, Cortex or, you know, making big use of wildfire and all of those sorts of technologies, it's like, well, you know what, all of these bits, not just sit happily together, they work really well together. Let's automate that even more so that our customers can, can sort of walk away from the risk of, operator error, allow it to be automated and let those operators do things that are much more important to the business. Yeah, I think if, if, we, if we always remind ourselves that, you know, no, nobody's getting any less busy, <laughs> yeah. things, things are moving faster constantly for all of us, you know, on this side, on the customer side, you know, everywhere, right? So it's a game about keeping up and where we really need to be is, is, is ahead of the curve. Right. And we need to take the, the, the human out of the equation as much as possible because quite often we're the bit that slows something down. So if, if we can train the AI to do something faster and more efficiently and more accurately than we can do, then we're, we're going to be in a far better position when it comes to, to keeping up. So, you, you know, what's really important for AI and, and, and machine learning is data. So right. if I'm if I'm looking at Paolo today as a as a prospective customer, and I'm thinking where where do I want to place my bets? Well, I, I want to be talking to a company that has lots and lots of data, because the more they've got, the better chance they've got of being able to create the algorithms and and the the the, the, the technologies and techniques that are going to help me. So you know, Joe's already mentioned wildfire. You know, that's the the largest cloud cloud sandbox in the world, right? So anybody that's taking advantage of that today is taking advantage of, of you know, the 30,000 plus customers that we've got using that platform to protect them against zero days. Yeah. In that, and that will only get better as we scale. And then if we take a step back and look at the whole platform and all of the data points that we've got, you know, because it is a platform, not just within SASE, but even if we take a step further back, you know, things are going in and out of different parts of our ecosystem so there's this this overlap anyway, and we'll just continue to take advantage of this. And I think any customer that kind of goes down this road with us is is gonna is gonna get bigger and better things as as we grow with the customers and really take advantage of this. And look, to be clear, you know, we we don't want to make the the platform approach sound complicated. You know, we we've, we've listed on this call a bunch of different components that we've got inside the SASE platform alone. You know, our cloud-delivered security services, you know, that come from the, the next generation firewall world, you know, you don't have to have everything at once. The point is it's there if, as, and when you need it. So in a greenfield site, sure, someone might come along and might take the platform, but more often than not, a customer's gonna have one, two, three of those elements already, and that's fine. 
because we're perfectly happy to coexist. We're very strong in APIs. We've spent a lot of time, as Joe said, integrating with other technologies. But at the right point in time and subject to the customer's requirements, you know, we're in a good position to be able to allow them to start collapsing you know, that multi-vendor approach, taking out some of those, those security and networking gaps that ultimately translate into <clears throat> risk and, and, and user impact. Um, and, and if we can take those things away and take them on a journey, however long that may take, then I think ultimately there are some, some, some big benefits that, that our customers are going to be able to take advantage of, you know, at the pace that they want to do it. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And it's, I think it's also, um, you know, going back to what the future holds, you know, what, what's always interesting for us, you know, in our SASE group here is that we're always watching closely what Palo Alto is doing in general, right? And the beauty of this being effectively built from Palo Alto's, you know, core product, if you like, and core product architecture means that every time Palo Alto announces some next generation technology, by default, that makes its way into our Prisma SASE, right? So it's not, a, this isn't about being a startup trying to develop stuff. This is about taking, you know, many, many years worth of experience, the power of Palo Alto's ability to innovate and create, but very quickly, you know, develop that across the entire Palo Alto portfolio, you know, not, not just SASE. And that's what's really exciting for us. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good place to be. Yeah, no, brilliant. It does sound like it's a very um, dynamic space to be in at the moment, uh, where the, the possibilities seem to be endless. And like you say, it will probably, you know, bleed into like the wider area for a business as well and show that value, you know, we had um, one of your colleagues from Unit 42 on a podcast right. recently talking about you know, threat intelligence and responses to some, some recent threats. And it's, it's really amazing to see just how much and how many data points, like you said, Adam, are powering the evolution of products and platforms. But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. It's been really insightful and we hope to invite you back on again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Hayley. Thanks. Cheers, Hayley.